It's outside the box, and it's not what you'd expect. Today's topic is white Indians. Every so often, I see a book or movie asking the question, what if the South had won the Civil War, or if the Germans won World War II? These are usually grim scenarios with horrible visions of the future. But how about a what if? That's not so negative. For example, what if the native people of this country had prevented Europeans from settling on this continent? Or maybe more likely, what if the settlers had taken on native views of the world and corresponding lifestyles? In fact, some English and French did live like native people. Some have called them white Indians. In many cases, when settlers were captured in conflicts with native people, they were brought to the tribal village, integrated into that life, and stayed voluntarily. On the other hand, attempts to convert native people to Christianity and a European value system failed miserably. Both Cadwallader Colton, a writer who researched these situations in the late 1700s, and Benjamin Franklin agreed that almost no Native American who was brought up or exposed to white values and culture stayed in that society. They all went back to their native village. Historian Hector de Crevacour summed up the successes and failures by writing in 1782, quote, Thousands of Europeans are Indians, and we have no examples of even one of those Aborigines having from choice become Europeans. End quote. So, what was so attractive about living in a native community? Why did many of those who were captured decide to stay, even when they could go back to their homes and families? Life was challenging in native villages, being outside and in the elements a lot. Learning the language took a while. Those who were captives sometimes underwent a hazing of sorts to get all the <coughs> whiteness out of them. They'd been told to fear their captors, and that fear did not go away immediately. Living the, the Native American way was not a bed of roses. But, almost without exception, settler captives were treated not just well, but as regular members of the community. Some who stayed for long periods even became respected members and, in a few cases, chiefs. Most liked natural clothing and the comfortable moccasins they wore on their feet instead of stiff leather shoes. The food might have been strange and not very appetizing, but it was shared so everyone had enough. There was freedom to say and do what you wanted. Life was more than just work. There wasn't the same pressure to earn a living that existed in the settler world. Being part of a community, a tribe, meant that everyone was responsible for each other. Each tribal member, including captives, had a role in the village. They were accepted, loved, and treated equally in what was essentially a classless society. Many settlers also admired the integrity and honesty of their captors. Their moral consistency, consistency seemed more Christian than those who called themselves Christian. Captives liked being part of a small but self-sufficient and caring community. 
It was something they had not experienced before as independent settlers. Many decided their new life was an improvement over their old one. How ironic and counterintuitive for Western thinkers who believed their way of life was superior. Whites wanted to convert what they called noble savages, but wound up having more of their number adopting the ways of native communities. What might our country look like today if those Native American ideas and values had won out over European guns and motivations of conquest? We'll get to that in another outside-the-box feature. If you were a settler on our country's frontier, which civilization, European or Native American, would appeal more to you? I'm Larry Danzinger, feeling a lot of connection with the values of Native communities. <laughs>